Magist Radio follow the sound and you are tuned in to Hashtag Mama only here at Magist Radio and I am Wancho and together with me are Bits and Deo. Okay, so before we start talking about today's episode, I just want to ask you guys, um, in, the mit- in the midst of uh, academics and org Greek, Uh, are you guys ready for you know real life work? Because you know during this uh situation, during this pandemic that we have, it, it's really hard to balance things. And you know, work is in our near future. So, are you guys um, looking forward to work? Because for me, I don't really think so. I'm trying to enjoy like my college life, even though. Like the campus life has been taken away from me. Not to be sentimental or anything, but yeah. How about you guys? Uh, well, a hard, solid no. <laughs> um, <laughs> not looking forward at all to, uh, to getting to work because it just feels like, I mean, that that thing of ane uh, of not being able to spend the rest of my college life on campus mm-hmm. kind of feels like there's still that closure that I need. Wow, it's so emotional. But like, it just feels like you know. At least I want to make the most out of my college life. I wouldn't be able to do that. And now everything seems to go by so fast. The fact that I can remember my freshman year kind of vividly is like, mm-hmm. oh my god, it's it's here. Senior year approaches, and well, it's a good thing I got a minor so I can fifth year. But senior year <laughs> approaches, so it's just. It's just so much to take in, like practicum, thesis, all of that. So yeah, yeah. it's just that's a lot, you know. That's a that's a lot. Uh, what about you, Bits? Are you looking forward? Same here. I, I personally am not looking forward to work. It would be ideal if I could just sit and breathe for the rest of my life. Because <laughs> if I'm being honest, I'm tired. I need a breather after after like online school after this experience of like online learning i need i need like a break for like 10 years i take a 10 year gap yeah. <laughs> abolish intercession <laughs> that's the that's the plan yeah and you know when i when i first heard about our first topic of the day i became even more unenthusiastic about what's waiting for me after graduation so let's just dive right into it and talk about Entry salaries. Is it too much or too little? So on Thursday, April 29, only two days before Labor Day, mind you, a human resources recruiter posted their frustrating experience over an Ateneo fresh grad who rejected a 37k starting salary, claiming that she expected at least 60k due to her educational background. After accumulating nationwide scrutiny, the recruiter followed up their original tweet, clarifying that they didn't intend to bash Ateneo graduates. Instead, they criticized the youth's mindset in general for thinking that they deserve high salaries right off the bat. Okay, boomer. <laughs> All right. Um, due to numerous misinterpretations, the netizen further clarified that the whole point was her reason for rejecting the offer. She said it's because of her educational background. She basically said she deserves 60k because she's from Ateneo. Teo, why don't you help us unpack this? Okay, so the thing was like I I mentioned earlier uh, before we recorded that like uh, I kind of like dissect like the wording of the tweet. Wow, editor. No, but like uh, just uh, like looking at how it was how it was uh, uh, written. 
I get that another the one who tweeted didn't intend to bash Ateneo graduates, but the fact that you said na ano, you already put their name out there, so like it's kind of gonna be in like the subconscious now. Oh, mm. Ateneans are entitled, and it kind of feeds into that like stereotype of Ateneans being entitled, which is like, well, you go ahead and believe what you want to believe, but I mean, this, you kind of the the fact that they're criticizing people for uh asking for higher salaries. And not being content with what are what's being given, it's like, but the salary that you're offering isn't really enough to sustain a person, especially in Manila, mm-hmm. right? For real. So, and and the fact that other people are willing to say, "Oh, I was able to survive off of this." Well, I mean, either a you probably lived like at a time when that was enough to sustain yourself or your family, which in this case, lucky you, or b you just Uh, sacrificed a lot, which is like, I mean, I get that you know it's 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 uh, it's commendable, but Mm-mm. that doesn't mean everyone else can do that. You know, you can't expect everyone to be able to sacrifice because some people just have ano, some people just have things that they, some people have nothing to lose, but there are some people who have to take into account everything that they have. You know, definitely. So, There's that. So, because of that tweet, you know, it sparked tension. So, some netizens criticized the job applicant for being too entitled, while others defended the Ateneo graduate, claiming that the root of the problem didn't lie on entitled fresh graduates, but on underpaid professionals. So, prior to the original poster's clarification, instead of focusing on the reason for the Atenean's rejection, the netizens tackled her arrogance. So, As they criticize her privilege, some netizens shared their entry salary that ranged between twenty thousand to thirty thousand. Um, a few in particular boasted their less than twenty k entry salary, which I don't think you should boast. It's weird more of, flex, but okay. <laughs> oh, you survived on lucky me and water. That's great. Uh, for the last example, one that doesn't even rebutted. So like, bakit ka, bakit ka proud sa less than twenty k offer mo? <laughs> I set the bar low, and I'm willing to take it. Like that's that's what I'm getting from these people. What about you guys? What do you guys think about this? Like the whole like oh, you know, I'm willing to take less than twenty k. You know what? It's honestly so sad for me. Like because these people who are willing to take twenty k probably don't realize that they deserve higher starting salaries too. Like regardless of their educational background, and the way I saw it, it's like. Entry-level workers in the Philippines aren't likely to live alone, right? Or if they do, they, like, to some extent, they provide for their families, like, be it their parents, siblings, or even, like, children. And let's face it, the average Filipino doesn't exactly have the freedom to just start a life of their own after graduation. So if you're lucky enough to finish college, you're gonna have at least one dependent. Like, people are gonna depend on you. So, like, granted... 37k is like a quote unquote lucky offer since it's considerably higher than minimum wage but considering the cost of living in manila you know considering that entry level workers will like likely need to contribute to house bills and utilities younger siblings tuition fees maybe hospital bills even and other basic expenses if we take that into account then like these low salaries don't make the cut And I'd even say like they're they're barely livable salaries, right? Like yeah. the whole minimum wage. The whole point of minimum wage was that whatever, I don't know, whatever wage you got there, what minimum wage was supposed to 
sustain you. Mm-hmm. Sustain you properly. Not just sustain you like yeah. a bare minimum, but just sustain you properly. Whether you had like whether you're by yourself or you're with a family of five, you're supposed to be able to live off minimum wage. What we see mm-hmm. here is that minimum wage is I guess they they emphasize minimum. That's yeah. that's that's what it seems, you know. Like the bare minimum. <laughs> it's the bare minimum. That's what it the is. Bare the minimum. bare minimum wage. Man. Exactly. It it doesn't even help. Nah, a research by iPrice Group revealed that among Southeast Asia, Manila ranked as the third most expensive city to live with the lowest average salary for the working class. And to think that Manila has Manila is dense, population-wise. Yeah. <laughs> Very dense. Yes. I don't know what you guys expected. Like dense in what in what aspect of population? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people who live in Manila, so like real estate is gonna be. I don't know. It's gonna be expensive. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And not to mention, but everything that you know you have to take into account. That's as you mentioned earlier. Like mm-hmm. it's not enough. It's really not. Honestly, I would even argue that 60K is not even... Okay, <laughs> do I sound privileged when I say it? 60K isn't even enough? Be because... careful. The boomers are out there. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, hear me out. Because in the early 2000s, it took my mom, who's a single mom, it took her like 100K of salary to support two children comfortably, like for us to live like a well-rounded life, you know, with good food, like, good education. It took 100K for that. So, 37K or 60K in 2021 in the middle of a pandemic? I don't think so. So, yeah. But, like, how do we draw the line between being underpaid and being arrogant? You know, there are many factors to consider in determining the quote-unquote average entry salary from personal experience and credentials to... The financial safety net, especially now that the pandemic has decreased economic activity. So we ask, is 60K too much? Is it too little? Or is it just enough? And normalizing underpayment or shaming high entry salaries would only hinder employees from gaining financial security, especially when it comes to sustaining their families. So let us know what you guys think. Tweet us at Magis Radio or like slide into our Instagram DMs or something. But before we move on to our next topic, DJs. What do you think? Is it a privilege to negotiate? Quancho, what do you think? Oh. Um, for this for this context, uh, I just wanna point out that I read about um the girl who got uh thirty seven k, like who got offered thirty seven k. Uh, she didn't actually apply for the job, and she was offered, you know, like offered the interview and everything. And prior to uh, reading that, it's like um, she didn't really want to be part of the company in the first place. And she was offered the job in the first place. So I think she has the right to negotiate because uh, they wanted her. And yeah, they came to her. If, yeah, like if you want, like, I'm going to relate this to sports a little because I've kind of more well-versed in that. Um, but it's it's a good analogy. It's like the NBA free agency. It's like when teams uh, negotiate with players to sign with them. It's like 
I'm going to offer you this max contract. I'm going to offer you like a five-year, 200 million deal. And then the player goes like, no, I want more. Um, mm. I feel like they ha- the players have the right to do that. And in this context, I feel like the person who got offered 37K deserved to negotiate and doesn't deserve to get shamed for asking for more than what she deserves. So... Yeah, I mean that's 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 just like my point of view in this whole situation. It's like she really deserved to negotiate her worth because obviously, uh, like from what I read, she has multiple experiences abroad, and yeah. you know she has worked, uh, in other companies before this uh, company offered her a position. So yeah, I feel like she has the right to negotiate and. Go girl, uh, get that bread. Go girl. Go girl. Girl boss. (laughs) What do you think, Theo? Is it a privilege to negotiate? I think people should be able to negotiate. Yeah, it is a privilege. And it should, well, not so much a privilege. It's a right. I think you should be able to negotiate what salary works for you. You know? Yeah. And I think, wait, to tie back to the original tweet, I remember my friend talking about it. He shared it and then he had the caption, like, not verbatim, but what he said was, like, don't uh don't negotiate or don't uh negotiate for like a live for like the 60k because you're from because you're an Atenean, because of your educational background. Do it because you're human. And yeah. I agree with that. Like you shouldn't know it it I like that the educational background the money. It should have been because 60k won't sustain me. So it should mm-hmm. be 60k is what I need because this is what I think I deserve and I need it to sustain myself. And if you can't supply that, then I'm sorry, but I have to find somewhere, I have to find another job somewhere else where they can sustain me. Yeah, that's it. Those are my thoughts. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, so I I also think, yeah, it's definitely a privilege to be able to negotiate because there are a lot of less fortunate people who simply don't have the luxury to do that because they need to take whatever job will have them. Otherwise, you know, they'll be out on the streets. But I don't think it should be that way. A negotiation for the salary you think you deserve, like Deo said, should be standard practice. And I think job recruiters should actually be impressed by it. I think it's a great way to assert that you know your worth and that you're, you know you're confident. But I guess in corporate culture in the Philippines is a different breed and probably doesn't appreciate stuff like that. But I won't get into it because that's a whole other beast in itself. And Interestingly enough, even way before all this salary business blew up, a lot of college students have been trying to boost their credentials these days, which might make a difference if you're trying to justify your acting price and negotiating for a higher salary. And that brings us to our next topic. Speaking of jobs and salaries, it seems as if there's an influx of career fairs and company showcase webinars right now, not only here in Ateneo, that said, it reminds us that since the semester is almost over, cry, another set of graduates will try their hand at entering the workforce. Uh, with everything changing because of the pandemic and how the hustle culture has been prevalent, students are pressured to pursue career-related opportunities as early as possible. Uh, resume writing, LinkedIn profile creation, joining jobs and internships, Facebook groups, all of these are the buzz these days, and I kind of relate because um, 
like as a com student, uh, I have to literally get an internship by the next month because we have practicum, and yeah, yeah it, it's it's really hard and pressuring because of that. Like, of course, I want to immerse myself in the workforce uh, as early as now, but it's also pressuring because it's like we're in the middle of a pandemic and there's a lot more. I mean, it depends on other people, but like mm-hmm. there's other aspects in life that we have to take care of uh, first. So, True. yeah, it's really, really I hard like, to balance that. I feel like for some people, like us being in a pandemic is actually one of the things that pressures people into going into career building these days. Mm-hmm. Like it makes like being in the pandemic, having everything done online and everything's moving so fast. It feels like, time is moving quicker than it used to. So, like, I guess people are pressured to find jobs and get credentials, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. It doesn't help that, like, when you look at your, Anna, at your, like, feed and, like, people around you, especially, like, when I look at my LinkedIn and everyone's like, <laughs> congratulate this person for starting a job at this. Yeah. Like, I haven't gotten one and you've <laughs> gotten six? What? For real. And yeah. Congratulations to them, but it's pressuring, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is pressuring. Yeah. Like, like it's funny that you mentioned you check your LinkedIn profile, but I don't even have a LinkedIn profile to check. So it's it's really hard to gauge, you know, like when you should start moving. And um, I don't think everyone should have like a set deadline to like start moving. Like mm. everyone's working at their own pace right now. And that really raises the question is like, when is it really the right time to prepare for your career? Like, especially with like the online setup, transcending physical boundaries, like even freshmen these days get to bag their own internship positions, which is good for personal growth and development. But it also has their cons. I mean, it depends on uh, person to person, obviously. Mm-hmm. But... You know, there's a lot of situations such as, you know, students taking on multiple internships at the same time, which can risk like burnout um, Mm. or having no internship experience as a senior or like, you know, for us right now in the show, like we're incoming seniors. And um, I can only speak for myself that I don't really have internship experience uh, as of now. So it's it's really hard for me to like, you know, uh, even get, workforce opportunities because if I apply there's also that fear of getting rejected or you know not they won't take you because you have zero experience on like your resume or your portfolio so it's it's really hard to like gauge the perfect time to jumpstart your career yeah yeah same here for um having no internship experience as a senior like since you know you're a comm major and an incoming senior, so you guys have practicum, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm from diplomacy and international relations, or DIPIR, so that's that that puts me under the Sci department. And the department recently, like, officially announced that we wouldn't be doing internships this year, uh, not even remotely. So it's kind of disappointing for me because it really would have been my chance to get connected with people working in government and foreign affairs. So basically in like the field that I'm actually trying to break into right after graduation. And like, I know pre-pandemic, there were actually people who got to work 
in the Department of Foreign, Foreign Affairs. So now I feel like the Ateneo is just going to let me graduate with nothing, <laughs> nothing to my name, not even, not even a thesis because, you know, surprise, the our students don't get a thesis. So I literally am graduating with nothing. So that's, that's, that's what's been happening with me. <laughs> I wish I could, uh, like, be able to apply for an internship, but I'm just really clueless on the whole process. Mm. That's the only thing stopping me, honestly. That and also, like, my tons of other work. Because, like, you see people with Anai, with, like, they're handling ACADs, then they have org work, and then they have internships. Like, oh, I'm an intern at, like, one company. I have an org officer position. And I get straight A's my ACADs, which I find to be completely impossible. Because you're yeah. sacrificing something in the background, and you're not showing it. That's what I think. Yes. Okay, you- I'm going to weigh in on that. Because, oh, wait, sorry, were you saying something? Oh no, no, no. I was just gonna restate my, like you're there's something there in that equation that you're not showing us. But what yeah, go ahead. Let's. Um so in the first semester of this year, I was actually I had I I juggled an internship at Rappler and my academics and you know uh an associate board position in my home org, uh A pair. So shout out to A pair. Um and at the beginning of the semester, like it was hard to balance three commitments all at once, especially because I'm not the type to half-ass things. It's not exactly impossible, but it's really hard. And I enjoyed my internship so much, but I had like 12 units for the first quarter and I balanced it, like, you know, with my big position in my home org. And at times I would find myself so tired that I wouldn't have the motivation to work for days on end. So I didn't realize it at the time, but I think that's what burnout is. Is that what burnout is? What, like, feeling like... Like, not, like, being so overworked and then, like, you don't work. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Right? That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know it at the time, but I was experiencing burnout. It wasn't healthy, but being a slave to productivity culture hustle culture I, I really stuck it out for the experience just you know so i could put the internship on my resume <laughs> yay <laughs> hashtag adulting oh my god it's not i don't think it helps because what i notice is that we tend to glorify these people who are like uh officers everywhere mm. and like doing so yeah. much that like here within Ateneo, like I'm gonna say it, we glorify, we romanticize the hustle so yeah. much, and I feel like that's a problem. Because eh? like speaking from my experience, because uh, I kind of fell for it, and so I ended up being an officer in two orgs and having a third. So, oh, man. <laughs> and there's no internships with that. Like I also had acads to deal with, and yeah. the thing is, it's just. I'm not the type of person who know, who's able to juggle multiple things at the same time. Like, mm. I really have a hard time with that. So having this kind of, like, setup for me, it's pain. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I don't like sugarcoating things. I don't want to say, oh, but it's so worth it in the end. No, no, it's, it's pain. Not... It's pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, really not worth it. Like, I remember I had an IC with uh, our, Anna. Uh, like for Bluebird. I'll shout out my org there. Bluebird Improv. Uh, <laughs> there. So like I had a, I have an IC with our uh, president. And I remember something that he told me. Nah. Stuck to me up to this day. Which is, you 
if you ano, take multiple commitments, you can't give your 100% to all of them at the same time. And mm. when I first heard that, I thought, but I'm able to focus. Naman. I'm able to give my 100% to these three uh, commitments. And then that's when I realized, oh, I, I know how to give my 100%, but when I'm giving it to one, I'm not giving it to the other. Mm. Like when I, I only focus on one org at a time and like that's when I realized, oh my God, like I'm, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that kind of. I mean, if you're not mm-hmm. to manage your time well, but like part of me that kind of feels like I'm not uh, being able to do what I can, the most of what I can for them. So, you know, there's that feeling. So that's yeah. for sure. I feel you. Like it's, it's, it's that, you know, you're doing uh well no one but it, it's that internal struggle of like am i am i being good enough like you know like you, you get a lot of pressures from everyone like you mentioned like a lot of you know people are more productive than you and you get to see those people and you're like am i even enough like i, I know that i'm doing well in my job but like these people are doing like more than what I'm doing right now. So like, am I really enough? And it's it's really hard. But yeah, like despite those pressures and struggles, and I guess people just really forget that college is supposed to be a learning experience before venturing into the real world. But I guess like in, in, in like the online setup kind of changed that. It's like people are more pressured to... Mm really go into the real world because uh some people have no choice you know like uh some people can be privileged and you know like just enjoy college for what it is right now but some people don't really have that privilege and have to start working already so i can't take that away from them and mm. i can't take the experience right from like you know those privileged people who just want Most to enjoy are... yeah. yeah true true so yeah, like whether or not you're taking on related opportunities right now or just, you know, taking a break, just taking your sweet time and opting to do so in the future, remember that it is you who needs these types of experiences. Therefore, you shouldn't let other people's current activities dictate your path. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like what I mentioned, Kanina, we, we're all going on our own pace. Um, you shouldn't you shouldn't rush yourself because you know like your friends are getting all you know all of your friends are getting internships all of your friends are officers in their orgs like you can be you can excel in something without comparing yourself to other people so yeah 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 guys don't give in to the pressure honestly like it just doesn't it's not going to be healthy for you like if you give in to mm-hmm. the pressure of like oh, I have to be successful because my friends are doing so much. But if you can't, then it just won't work, even if you try. So, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the times, it's easier said than done, like, you know, not to give in to the pressure. But we really can't help but get pressured because, like, the pandemic, like I said earlier, the pandemic makes it feel like we're running out of time and that we have to grow up, like, right now. But we're really not exactly running out of time time is moving at exactly the same pace as it was before the pandemic so just chill and you know go on the journey that is your journey what what did i just say <laughs> she was trying to be inspirational or something the journey to the center <laughs> of the earth <laughs> journey, journey to the past yeah 
Yeah, so I, that's a wrap for today's little episode. I hope you guys enjoyed our ramblings on, you know, hashtag adulting and whatnot. <laughs> I personally felt like a grown-up or something today. And we tackled the issue of uh, underpayment and the normalization of low entry salary in light of a viral tweet posted on April 29 and opened up a discussion about how students nowadays are so pressured to start career building due to the prevalence of hustle culture and the need to be stable and job ready. So yeah, uh, thank you everyone who has tuned in today. Uh, yeah, uh, this is Wancho, by the way, together with Bits and Theo. So thank and, you guys so much for listening. Yeah. And, you know, guys, as always, don't forget to keep it matches and follow the sound. Hashtag Memma is a production of Magis Radio, which was written by Kristen Banaag and Alyssa Ang, and edited by Thomas Bersamira and Noah Galvez, with music by Benedict Belchor. Magis Radio will be back on Tuesday with another episode of The Geek Out. Once again, you're listening to Hashtag Memma. Remember to keep it Magis, follow the sound.